Hey guys, right at the top of the show, before we get started, I just wanted to remind everybody that the best way to support the show is by going to your podcasting app and giving the show a rating and review. That way it helps other people find us. We're in a real big push right now. The show took off really well when we first launched, and we just want to keep that inertia going. So please, go to your podcasting app and leave us a five-star rating and a review, and just say how great we are. Thanks a lot. alphabet words transmit well even in poor communication conditions. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Welcome to Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, the Alphabetical Wilco podcast. I am Jason and I am here with my buddy Kevin. Kevin, how are you doing today, man? I am doing absolutely phenomenal. Thank you for asking. We are at the tail end of a recording session right now, and we are ending on a song that I'm excited about because I am the guy that likes the more experimental side of Wilco. Um, and uh, Kevin has some thoughts on this song that I've been anxious to hear since we started the day out. So, Kevin, hop on, man. I want to hear what you think about the art. It's not that I have thoughts on this song. Uh, I mean, I I don't want to repeat myself too much and say, you know, I have to put the same disclaimer on every song from the whole love. Um, But uh, uh, the whole love came out, what, in 2011, 2012? Uh, Yeah, this was, to me, um, uh, there's an era of Wilco where I was still a fan. I still bought the, I pre-ordered the albums directly from the band and and got it, you know, as soon as I could and, and listened to it right away and, um, definitely that song Born Alone from The Whole Love is a song I, I remember listening to a lot in the car. But at the time I was starting my career, uh, me, I, I was dating this girl, um, uh, me and, and Sarah, who's, who's now my wife. Um, and I just wasn't listening to music as heavily as I have in other parts of my life. Not like it was in college, not like I'm doing right now. I was just was busy with life. Um, so if I have a lost era, it, it is the whole love. It is um, uh, Wilco the album. Uh, so when I think about Wilco albums that don't connect with me, it's it's those two. If I had to, if you put a gun in my head and say, "What's your least favorite Wilco album?" It's one of the. It's probably probably Wilco the album. Uh, but uh, both of them, in, in general, um, didn't um, captivate me like um, previous albums and later albums did. Um, now I have a theory that. With great music, it's half uh, great music, but it's also half like uh, for a lot of times it's it's your uh, nostalgia for it. It's your feelings at the time. Like I listened to an album like Sucre, Jeff's solo album. That album came out right around the time I was getting married. I love that album because it sounds like I'm about to get married. This album, I, I just, it doesn't, I put it on and it's like, oh yeah, this album came out and me and Sarah moved in together, but I wasn't listening to it that much to, to associate those memories with it. Um, not like when I listened to Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, it reminds me of like walking my dog in high school and like, and, and just really like living and soaking in those songs. Uh, and so art of almost is, is when I think of that, the, the albums that I don't connect with is, is, is the chief song to me. It's like the, uh, the song that jumps out the most from that album as representing that album. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, so while I know it's good, it's great. Um, it, it's never a song that I would request uh, um, to see live. Um, it, I, I like the more experimental Wilco, 
But again, to my ears, this feel this sounds like Wilco trying to be more experimental, making a conscious effort at it, whereas it doesn't feel as natural as the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, A Ghost is Born, um, and some of like the outtakes and stuff from that era just felt naturally more experimental than um, th this feels like there's more of a conscious effort to do that. But that's just where I'm at with it. What about you? Yeah, so... I'm going to agree with you. This does fall into the uh, a little bit of a lost period of Wilco for me, but um, I did listen to the album a good bit when it came out in 2011, so nine years ago at this point. Um, but what this album did do, uh, I think we discussed in a couple episodes back, episodes back, uh, was it reinvigorated. I was like, okay, well Wilco's back on track now. They're they're trying stuff again. They're they're getting a little bit out there. And uh, which made me go back and give Sky Blue Sky a fair shake and uh, A Ghost is Born a fair shake. So this album did for me what I needed it to do to go back and be able to appreciate those albums. Now, I do like this album a whole lot, but for whatever reason, whatever's going on in 2011, um, it, this wasn't a, a heavy rotation album for me at the time, but it was, uh, I did listen to it several times through and. It, it just gave me what I needed to be able to go back and appreciate what they had done because I felt like they got their mojo back and it made me want to hear what else they had been doing. So, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a great album. I, I really enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, that's all it is to me. It, it really just the thing that got me back into believing that Wilco was great, again, after a couple years of really falling off there. Let's let's listen to it. Maybe, uh, um, tr truthfully, I didn't listen to it in preparation for uh for this episode so it, it's been a while since i heard this song um uh it's probably last time i heard it would have been live somewhere um in front of wilco which is always a you know different way to hear a song yeah uh i listened to it very recently because when i was making the theme song for this it's part of the it's, our theme song is pretty much like a mega mix overdub of a bunch of wilco, wilco songs um and this is one of those songs so here we go I guess drum-wise, not that I ever resented this song, but if, if it made me feel like it, it wasn't as natural, is is I guess I always just interpreted it as this was their... Uh, it felt like maybe them trying to do another I'm Trying to Break Your Heart. I know I know it's a different song than that, but uh, it's it's a, a seven-minute opener, and you know the first thing you notice is, is the drums in it. I think there's a few parallels there for sure. Uh, I remember hearing this and my first thought being when I started the album, did they just discover Kid A? Yeah, I can hear a bit of that too. Yeah. <laughs> just at this opening 30 seconds or so of the yeah. song. Now, I mean, all of that's what I said off the top. Wilco hasn't done anything that sounded like this in a long time. I think if this episode, if this record came out right now, it would definitely be a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, I do feel like, though... He has a cool voice. I just wanted to listen to that. Yeah. Um, I do feel this album is not interchangeable with Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Like, no. I don't feel like if this came out in 2002 that it would have had the same effect on me... Actually, I probably wouldn't have given uh, Wilco a shot if this was the yeah. the big changer for me with Wilco. No, I, I guess maybe it it doesn't sound like Yankee Hotel Foxtrot to me. 
it does feel like maybe there is some continuation of what they did with the Kyoto Foxtrot. Certain aspects of that sound have carried over, but the the songs themselves sound sound differently. You couldn't take this song and throw it on a side B of the Kyoto Foxtrot. It, it would it would sound totally different. But uh, it is a, a continuation of the more out there Wilco, which at that point we hadn't heard since A Ghost Is Born, because uh, Sky Blue Sky, I love Sky Blue Sky. Sky Blue Sky is such a great record. It sounds so good, because it sounds like them in the studio together. Um, the whole love, I have some, or sorry, Wilco the album, I have some, some thoughts on, but it, it played it a little too safely, maybe. Um, this is them uh, uh, getting out there and doing something different, right? This this song sounds like nothing else in the Wilco catalog which is great at the end of the song is badass man like yeah. nels the guitar nels does on the at the end of the song is awesome yeah it's really a, a everyone kind of has their moment to shine on the song like just lyrics sound are great his voice sounds great um uh right here john's bass yep awesome john's you I'm, I'm for sure will repeat myself saying this but john steer it's an underrated bass player. There's a lot. There's a. I would say all the members of Wilco are, are great, and um, Glenn, Nels, and Jeff tend to get a lot of the attention compared to the other three guys. Um, but I think uh, uh, John. There's a, a ton of Wilco songs that John adds a lot to. You might not know this episode. This. Uh, yeah. Um, I do want to say about this song or this album, rather. Uh, it is an album that is. It would benefit you greatly to listen to with headphones on, as opposed to yeah. with speakers. Right now, I'm listening to it playing through your Skype, uh, so the the compression is a little uh, uh, intense for it. So it, it doesn't. Uh, it's definitely not doing the song any favors. But even through this way, you can still sell, tell that it's a, a there, there, it's a very deep song in terms of the recording. There's just a lot of stuff going on. It's also a seven-minute-long song. Yeah. And the end of it's pretty much just uh, going crazy. Not even the longest song on the album, though. No, uh, no. Uh, one what? Sunday morning, uh, 12 minutes. Yeah, that's another thing about this album is uh, it's kind of a, a trog to get through. Some, uh, it, it, it's not one you're just going to put on and hear a bunch of good songs. It's, there are long songs like this on the album yeah it, it, it's it's clearly from uh it's the last wilco song that's on two lps if, if you listen to it on vinyl so it is over the 45 minute i think it's probably 55 minutes maybe an hour long um it, it oh yeah that yeah. nails that's great yeah it's a great part of the song Yeah, if there is, like, it definitely does cross my mind every every couple of months that, you know, I really should just dig into the whole love for, like, a full month and just really, like, get to know it like I have the other Wilco albums because when it did came out, I probably listened to it a couple times and then, you know, was distracted with just what life was at that time for me. It's funny because this album is sort of, like, the type of album that Wilco makes or the type of music that Wilco makes that gets me hyped up about Wilco. Uh, it, mm. it, and this, I should be way, way, way into this album. But it's really just a, a, a like kind of a benchmark album where it just like got me back into some Wilco after I kind of fell off there for a bit. 
Yeah. Yeah, for, for me, the, the album that got me back into it after falling off for a while would have been uh, Star Wars. Um, um, but this al- the, the song itself just has some cool sounds on it. Glenn's doing a great job on those drums right here. Uh, maybe I'll just quickly go over the who's playing what, because we do have information on oh, yeah. who's doing what. So John's just doing the bass. Jeff is just doing the uh, singing and some acoustic guitars. Um, but the, the four guys who I think are, are um, you know, all wearing a lot of hats are, are uh, Glenn, because he's credited for drums, credited for percussion, which I always kind of laugh at, because what, what exactly like, <laughs> does that mean? Uh, and also uh, Symbolum. Uh, which I'm assuming uh, since it has symb- it is some sort of symbol. Um, uh, Nels is doing, uh, obviously doing electric guitar, you can hear right here. Uh, he's doing some loops as well. Um, Pat's, uh, uh, Patrick Sanson is one of the producers on the record, so he's really, um, he's got the Mellotron, uh, acoustic and electric guitars, plus, of course, that tambourine. Uh and the uh, and Michael's doing synthesizers and keyboards and some of the programming. I think when somebody when a member of the band is listed on any band, uh, when they're listed as percussion, I just think that means that they are playing all types of rhythm, but they don't you don't want to li- they don't want to list it all out because it's probably just like there's a ton going on. But it, it's interesting that they did list out the. Symbolum, and they listed out pants, tambourine. Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah. That so, is it, like, why not just like, li- like, uh, Pat's got one, two, three, four credits. Michael's got uh, three credits. Why not just tell us what kind of shakers you're playing there, Glenn? We want to know. We care, Glenn. <laughs> uh, but I, I really like that song. Uh, it's uh, like I said, it was, it was just a way from it was a way for me to get back into Wilco and go back and listen to some of the slower stuff like Sky Blue Sky, Sky and be like, oh, you know what? They're good at this too. Like this is mm-hmm. like because the first four albums, like there's even being there, which is kind of the least rocking album from those first four. Uh, well, I guess that's not even true. It's, it has a lot of rockers on. You there. you could make a you could put being there down onto one disc and just have it be a full on rocker. Yeah, and it would be the, the you know rockiest Wilco record. Um, of its time, but they had never had mellow, really super mellow albums like Sky Blue Sky, uh, until then. And Ghost is Born was even a little bit like a little weird for me being 19 years old. I, I think is when it came out, or maybe maybe I was 20. But uh, they just kind of lost me for a few albums there. And not that I didn't like them, it was all good music. Like like I'll always say, there's not a bad Wilco song, but it did kind of make me not put them on heavy rotation. But then when I heard this, I was like, maybe I should go back and give those a shot again. And they really did. And sky blue sky is one of my favorite albums now of theirs now. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, it's, it's a great song. And it, if it, if nothing else, it did that for me, it brought me back to, into the fold of Wilco and it kept, it kept me around for uh, star Wars, which I mean, who knows? Maybe uh, I would have just been a uh, Yankee hotel Foxtrot purist up until star Wars came out. If, uh, that, and I may, maybe I never would have heard Star Wars because I would have stopped giving them chances if this song hadn't happened. There's definitely a type of Wilco fan. My uh, in the city I used to live in up until a few years ago, I had a record store with a really great guy that that ran it. That was the kind of guy who'd always know 
remember who you are, remember what you're into, and have recommendations for you and stuff. But he knew I loved Wilco, and he liked Wilco, but he was very much, uh, I don't like Wilco after Yankee Del Fox dropped, that kind of guy. Until Star Wars came out when he like very reluctantly had to be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, this is a great song. This is a great album. But um, uh, I, I, to me, that never made any sense to me. Because um, even where, you know, I'll talk about this album doesn't resonate with me. Like, this is still a great album. Right. It just like I just don't have that emotional connection with it like yeah. I do with like a with um, like a Ghost is Born or an album like that. But uh, uh, and that's just for me personally. The band didn't do anything wrong. It's just came out of time in my life where I wasn't as uh, tuned in as I as I have been in other parts. But um, it definitely uh, is a, if that's the opening track. And that is a deep song. There's a you could listen to that song 10 times and hear different sounds in there. Um, and I think it's a, a good way to set up uh, the rest of the record. Yeah, you're gonna again, you're gonna want to wear headphones when you're listening to that song because there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Um, but th- with that being said, let's close this one out and move on to the next one. Uh, Kevin, pimp your stuff, buddy. Uh, just follow me on the Instagrams. Uh, Kevin Vinyl is my handle. Uh, you can see what's on my turntable. Sometimes it's Wilco. Sometimes it's it's uh, Neil Young. Sometimes recently, uh, I, well, I don't want to date when this podcast is recorded, but I might have just posted the National, a great Ohio rock band, Cincinnati. Um, for me, you can go to at Hess's Best uh, on Instagram and see my art. If you like my art, you can go to hessesbest.com and buy my stuff. Put a little cash in my pocket. You can find all of our stuff, the show collectively at abcwilco.com uh, how to leave a, you can find a link to leave a voicemail you can find a link to support the show links to wherever you can listen to the show at you can write us an email by uh, writing to abcwilco at gmail.com and please leave us a review and a uh, message on whatever podcast you're listening to so that we can go up in the ratings and more people can find the show that love Wilco uh, and also, if you guys want to start sharing this on whatever Wilco message boards you use, then that would also be great. It'd be great to spread the word organically like that. Uh, but until the next episode, which I know I'm not supposed to do this, Kevin, but I'm going to do it just for posterity. If it changes because of a new album coming out, but I'm very excited about the next episode, Ashes of American Flags. So, oh, Kevin looks offended now. No, I was just—I was gonna make a joke like, "Oh, yeah, uh, I can't remember how that song goes," but uh, no, uh, it's classic. Yeah, it's one of the best. We gotta up our game. We gotta be good for a song that good. No, yes. we need to be great. We're gonna have to take a break. We've been recording for hours right now. You guys have a good few days, and we'll see you soon.